It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and the mic taking up until 6.30 today as the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And what a great day it was last night. What an amazing night for Southeast Ohio as Joe Burrow selected as the number one overall pick. We'll have Matt Frazee joining the program pretty shortly. Uh, Frazee, of course, called the majority of the Athens Bulldog football games and watched Joe play football uh, throughout his high school career. So we'll have Frazee call in. Uh, 64 degrees and cloudy outside here in southeastern Ohio on this 24th day of April. And then uh, we'll break down the draft in the second half of the show. We'll have Joey Madour uh, call in as Madour, a big football fan, a fanatic of the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So I'm sure we'll break down a little bit of that as well. Uh, but as we wait for Frazee at the top of the show, what what really a, a great night last night. And besides the whole virtual draft, I thought it was fine. You know, the virtual draft, I think, worked out pretty well, especially since you know, we had a little bit of a vested interest in who got selected to be that number one overall pick. And it was as if the draft was happening. Unfortunately, you know, Joe did not get to, to walk that red carpet over in Las Vegas. Uh, didn't get to be on the stage and you know, shake hands or hug Adele, whatever he would have done. Uh, but I like the mindset of Burrow. Uh, he tweeted out, you know, it's enough talk, let's get to work. And I think that's exactly the mindset that Cincinnati is looking for right now. You know, they had Andy Dalton, and Dalton had a nice year back in 2015, but it's been a while since the Bengals have had a playoff win. Uh, and I think this is the, highly, or the most anticipated quarterback since 1984 when Boomer Esiason was drafted with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that it's probably a true statement. I was listening in uh, a couple radio talk shows. I had to come back to the station late last night after Joe got drafted. And you know, I was listening in to sports talk over in New York. Somehow we can still get that signal. And you know, Boomer Esiason was talking about uh, getting drafted and uh, having the long wait. And thankfully Joe did not have to go through that anticipation. Uh, his name was selected first overall and even saw a couple reports that said that Joe uh, found out on Wednesday. You know, the draft was yesterday, a Thursday, and it seemed like the uh, uh, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals sent him a letter on Wednesday welcoming him to the franchise and uh, basically said, you know, can't wait for you to be a Cincinnati Bengal. And I think that's a good move on Cincinnati's part. Uh, to let Joe know that, hey, you're going to be our number one overall pick. We don't want you to wait this out in the first round. Are you, are you not? They made their decision before the end of that timer. And, of course, they took up, it seemed like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I was watching, I started watching around 8.20. We couldn't find the remote to the TV. So we, we somehow got around it, and we put up the ESPN, and we, we had the draft on uh, in, in my apartment. And it seemed ever since we, we put it on, it was Joe for probably the first, I want to say, 40 minutes. I didn't see it at the top of the hour, but they were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. They were talking about Joe. And overall, uh, you know, it, it seemed like that first hour from 8 to 9 was really the Joe Burrow hour. 
And he deserved it, you know. He did everything right in his first year, or in his, well, last year with with, uh, LSU. He's a proven winner. All the way dating back to high school, and even Joe said, uh, back in third grade, he has never had a losing season since he was uh, about three or, or third grade, three years old, whichever one it was. And uh, I, it's got to be true. Because you know, at every level, it seems that success follows him. And talking with Lucas Moore a couple days ago, and he was on that uh, radio show or he was on that television show with somebody, uh, it, and he was right. You know, he makes the players around him better, and that's what Cincinnati is going to look to do and hope to look to Joe to be able to do to improve their roster and improve uh, the, the winning culture there. You know, it seems like you know, people are, are bashing the, the Bengals for not having a winning season uh, or at least success in the postseason uh, for a, a long time. And... It, it's the the culture is there. You know, the, the winning will come. We'll see how uh, Zach Taylor does in his second year as a head coach. I thought he did all right. I mean, it's always tough when you finish with a record of 2-14, and 14, but I think the Cincinnati Bengals definitely improved with their first overall pick. And the good thing with Cincinnati is they now have the first pick in the second round as well. But the Bengals with the number one overall pick and the Number one pick in the second round, 33rd overall. So it should be a, a uh, we'll see who Cincinnati drafts, whether they go with a, a talent position, whether they go uh, with maybe a lineman, somebody on defense. I, I think Cincinnati can't go wrong wherever they, they try to go here. Uh, I think the only going through the draft now, not just all the Bengals, but I think the most surprising pick was really when the Green Bay Packers drafted and they traded the Miami Dolphins' 26th overall pick. But Green Bay uh, from... Okay, so the Green Bay got their 26th overall pick from the Texans through the Dolphins on that uh, 26th pick. And they selected Jordan Love, the quarterback, out of Utah State. Now, Green Bay, of course, does have Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers was projected, or is uh, is a star in the league. But now, after 15 years, it seems that Green Bay Packers... Uh, 15 years ago, they drafted Aaron Rodgers, and now uh, they might be drafting the next quarterback. It's like the same thing that happened with Rodgers and Brett Favre. You know, because it, 15 years ago, they, they selected the replacement. Now, if Green Bay thinks that Jordan Love is going to the, be the replacement of uh, Aaron Rodgers, who knows? But I think that was definitely one of the most surprising things. Uh, the other surprising thing, and maybe not too surprising because they worked hard at it, uh, but I was saying it as it was happening, but Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and Jeff Okuda, all from Ohio State, all selected as the top three picks in the NFL draft. Bengals, Redskins, Lions, all three are involved with Ohio State some way, somehow. And I think that's pretty cool uh, because the, uh, the Bengals... The Redskins and the Lions, all drafting from Ohio State, uh, all you know, had to. Well, Joe, of course, you know, transferred to LSU, but Chase Young, Ohio State, Jeff Okuda, Ohio State, uh, Damon Arnett, Ohio State. In this first round, Ohio State almost had 
as many drafts as LSU. LSU, of course, having the most in the SEC. I think it was Ohio State with four, uh, Louisiana State with five, Alabama with four. Uh, but the SEC really dominated the draft. We'll take a short break. We'll see where Frazee went. They were supposed to have him on. If we don't have him on today, we'll have him on on Monday when we come back. Because, of course, yeah, we want to see what Frazee said. And we want to think what, uh, want to hear what you say. Uh, phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. We'll be right back on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. At The Ohio University Inn, our passion is our community, and with so much going on in the world today, we are here to help. The Ohio University Inn and Cutler's Restaurant are offering pickup of our lunch and dinner menu seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. We are also doing a family dinner pickup with choice of entree, side, and dessert for only $38 plus tax. To place an order, please call 740-593-6661, and for family dinners, place your order by 2 p.m. for a 5 p.m. pickup time. Thank you for supporting your local businesses and The Ohio University Inn. Siemens Grocery is your family-owned grocery store where customer service is still a priority. At Siemens, you'll find high-quality, healthy, fresh foods, including fresh, natural Amish chicken. Siemens opened their doors in 1951 and for three generations has offered the highest quality produce and finest cuts of meats. How long has it been since you've been to Siemens? Siemens Grocery and Marathon, 305 West Union Street, Athens, 730 to 9, Monday through Saturday, Sundays from 10. I'm Dr. Amy Acton, Director of the Ohio Department of Health. I know you have a lot of questions about coronavirus, so please call our hotline. The number is 833-4-ASK-ODH. Furnished by the Ohio Department of Health and the OAB. I'm Brad Keselowski, driver of the number two discount tire Ford Mustang. Have you ever been in a hurry to get somewhere? When ding, your tire pressure light comes on? Properly inflated tires are essential to the health of your car and can help keep you driving safely. Check your tire pressures every month, especially before long road trips, or stop by your neighborhood tire retailer for help. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan 970 WATH. Bills of the mic taking all the way up until 6.30 today. And we do have one of the guests. We'll get Frazee on on Monday. Not sure where Matt Frazee was at. Texted him this morning. But it'll be all right. We, we'll get him. We'll, we'll have him talking a little bit about Joe Burrow. Maybe try to get Sam Smathers on uh, eventually. But to talk the draft overall, uh, Joey Medor joining the, the sports fan from Baltimore. And now Baltimore picking Patrick Queen in the... First round, uh, pick number 28. Uh, Joey, I, I think that's a pretty good pick for the Baltimore Ravens, especially a team that really highlights on their defense uh, to pick one of the best defensive players out there in the first pick in Patrick Queen. Yeah, I'd have to agree, Connor. First of all, I hope you're uh, staying safe in this uh, continued weird time that we're living in, being uh, 
you know, quarantined and things like that. But yeah, you know, I was real happy with the pick. Uh, it was uh, it was a guy that Kuiper had the Ravens going with for quite a while now, since he started releasing his mock drafts. And, and um, you know, just the, the the whole thing was it was you know most draft boards had him and Kenneth Murray as their top two inside linebackers. So you know, you were just worrying if he was going to fall to that number twenty eight pick. But for you know, I think you know the Ravens got their guy that they really wanted and it seemed like they locked in on a lot of questions since they had so much draft capital if they were going to move up or even trade out of the first round if they didn't get Queen. Uh, when the Packers moved up to that 25 pick, I thought maybe that's what they were. I thought they were going to go and move up Patrick Queen, and then uh, they kind of, I think, pulled the shock of the first round drafting uh, Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. But, yeah, I'm really happy with the pick. Uh, it solved the need that the Ravens needed, and uh, I think they got a pretty darn good football player. Yeah, it seems that they, they did get a good football player, and on top of that, it seems like it's going to be a pretty stacked uh, conference with you know the Baltimore Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Browns. You have three Heisman-winning quarterbacks that are poised to lead their team. Now, we'll see if the Bengals do go with Joe Burrow or if they still, they still do have that one-year contract with Andy Dalton. They might have Dalton kind of be there lead the way in the first year, let Joe adapt to it, especially since this is a weird offseason. Uh, you know, that way, you know, he has a full offseason maybe next year to acclimate to the NFL level and then take over the franchise. But I don't know which way they're going to go, but it seems like this whole conference is going to be a uh, it's full of Heismans. Yeah, I think, I think I read it's the first time ever there's, there's going to be three Heisman-winning quarterbacks in the same uh, in the same division at one time, which is crazy to think about. I mean, and then, I mean, the fourth guy's Ben Roethlisberger, right? That's future Hall of Famer. So, you know, right. just the, the talent that, you know, very recently got injected into this division. I mean, the Browns couldn't find a quarterback for the better part of two decades. Now they think they have their guy in Mayfield. The Ravens had Flacco forever. There was uh, debates on if he was a leader. If not, he won a lot of playoff games, but sort of kind of taper off towards the end of his career. Then same with Dalton. I mean, they won a lot of games, but he never won a playoff game. And now you have a lot of young excitement between Lamar, Baker, and uh, now Joe Burrow. Yeah, a lot of excitement in this league. Uh, and finally, something that was not scheduled or not planned. All right, maybe, you know, the, the Bengals said, hey, Joe, we're going to select you on Wednesday. But it's a live sporting event. It gave people something to look forward to, to some hope, to some optimism, and a little bit of normalcy, too. You know, you had the commissioner being booed, uh, even though it was through a draft. I mean, I, I don't know if I call that being booed. He still seemed like a robot, you know. All right, come on, boo me some more. Why not? You know, it, it's the interaction that kind of wasn't there. Uh, but I everything kind of uh, seemed it was there. The you know? Yeah, I think the commissioner of the NFL kind of has to be a robot in a, in a little bit of a way. You know, you just right. kind of get so used to playing the I mean, same stuff over and over again. He finally seemed a little bit emotional after the Browns pick. I forget who, what the kid's name was, but it was a cancer survivor or something, and he was reading it, and then it seemed like Goodell was tearing up a little bit. So maybe he's not a robot. Maybe he does have some emotions <laughs> underneath there. Uh, but you know, it seemed like a draft that you would watch almost every day, except you know, whenever the host is saying something, and then there's a pause for about, I don't know, 30 seconds as the rest of the heads just nod and agree. That, that was the only <laughs> real obvious you know, blunder, really. I thought this virtual draft was pretty successful. Right. And now, you know, me and you, Connor, we've worked in live TV doing stuff like that where you try to set up, uh, you know, live calls like that. It's usually delayed. And, you know, that's just something that we were going to have to get used to last night. But I think they did. 
you know, as good as a job as they could. I mean, they had VO that ran smoothly. They had, uh, you know, the commentators talking over it, and uh, it seemed well prepared and well thought out, just like any other draft. Like they were all sitting next to each other. So I, I think for what you know, probably we hope this is the only time we ever have a draft like this. I think they did a pretty good job. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see the next few rounds because at, obviously after the first round, highlighting the guy who got picked doesn't become as necessary. They just kind of talk about guys who are still available, and they, of course they announce the pick, but they don't always show Goodell announcing the pick. So I don't know if that will be different this year with it being the, the whole online thing. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see over these next two nights. Yeah, we'll definitely see. And I was going to do with this with Frazee over near the top of the show, uh, but you know, he didn't call in. That's all right. We'll get him next time. You know, he's always busy, and during these times, you never know who's available. Frazee's a busy guy. I don't blame him. Uh, but I wanted to play... The, just the soundbite of Goodell saying you know, Burrow, the number one overall pick, because in southeastern Ohio, you, you don't get to hear that. But here is the commissioner announcing Joe Burrow. With the first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. And again, I play that because it's special. You know, it's this is the NFL commissioner, a guy who, you know, Brings a lot of them. He's the head football guy in the nation. And he's announcing Burrow as the number one overall pick. And I wanted to ask Frazee, you know, what that meant to Southeastern Ohio. Because for me, you know, I'm, I'm from Jersey. I came here and then I learned about the great story of Joe and, and saw what he did to inspire, you know, Southeastern Ohio over the last couple of months. And I know you're from Baltimore. Uh, but it still is, it's an important beacon of hope for people down in this area. Yeah, and I think it's it's what's really important is how Joe's embraced his hometown so much. I mean, you saw last night he had the uh, the Ohio short on with the 740, which, of course, is the area code of southeastern Ohio. So, you know, it's just really cool how he's never really forgotten where he came from. Even in his Heisman speech, he took the time to single out uh, southeast Ohio and uh, some of the issues that he's noticed and bring some light. And, you know, they, could, they got a lot of donations into the Athens Food Pantry. It's just on... So many great things for the community, and you think that, I mean, I, it's going to be a lot easier since it'll only be, you know, a couple hours down the road. You, you think that he was gonna, he's going to continue to do the, you know, the great things in the community of where he came from, and you could tell he's proud. Yeah, definitely, and, and it was great to see Robin and Jimmy, you know, supporting Joe right, right side by side. And uh, when Zach Taylor, I, I think it was a FaceTime call. I don't know what, what they used. People using Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, I don't know. Uh, but he, he called in, and you know, we were able to see that online. I think it was on the Bengals' Twitter. You know, just the interaction between Joe and the coach, and then Joe kind of bringing his family into the fold there. Uh, I, I thought it was all pretty neat because you don't usually get to see that side of the sport. You don't get to see behind the curtain. Uh, but when you have, A, a local kid here, and, B, you're doing everything virtually, you get to see you know, the, the little insights uh, to how a draft really works. And you got to see him, you know, on the screen when they first showed him when he was selected. He was already talking to Coach Taylor, and it it seemed like they they kicked it off. It seemed like it was a good you know, start to relationship. I'm sure he spoke to him before many times, uh, but this just has to be surreal for a lot of people in this area, because again, you know, the the first overall pick is from Southeast Ohio, and it's a guy who you know, played football here. The stadium's named after him now, uh, so it's a pretty cool little uh, it, it, it's a little highlight. You know, from from this yeah. area, and to have Joe go play at Cincinnati, where everybody can watch him, I think is especially going to be important. And and we'll see how you know, it all inspires 
uh, the, the rest of southeastern Ohio because it already inspired the rest of the nation to donate uh, to the food pantry and everything. But it, it's good to see when Joe brings this kind of level of uh, notoriety to this area. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, well, probably one of the funniest draft setups was Zach Taylor because, I mean, we saw all these coaches with, you know, like, I mean, you saw the picture of Cliff Kingsbury's house. I mean, it was a it was a freaking mansion, it, like in the middle of the desert. It was awesome. But then you see Zach Taylor just like in the corner with a little background <laughs> and his little computer. He looked like a used car salesman or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just funny to see. But, uh, you know, you could see the elation on his face. Uh, since uh, since college football season kind of ended and we knew the Bengals were going to have the top pick, uh, Burrow's been the name that we've heard. And, you know, over the past couple weeks, we heard Miami, you know, throwing some rumors out there that they might try to move up for him. But I think we all pretty much knew that it was a lock that Joe was heading to Cincinnati, and it, uh, it all came to fruition last night. And I think it was uh, I think it was as cool of a moment uh, that everybody really expected. Yeah, it was a really, really nice moment. Uh, and I don't know if you saw online, but I know a lot of people out here, you know, got in their cars and did a little parade around his house, you know, honking the horn, shouting out the window, uh, which was really a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't you can't go very far in the Athens area without hearing Joe's name mentioned in uh, some way, shape, or form. And uh, you just knew that you knew uh, if they couldn't have a proper party, they were going to find a way somehow to celebrate with Joe. And uh, that that's really nice. I mean, we talk about how much pride Joe has in the community, and uh, the community backs him 100. percent Yeah, it's uh, it's special. It's special what Joe did this year. It is special uh, for him to get drafted number one overall. And I'm, I'm sure he will have a, a great career, but now it's time to get to work. You know, now he's got to get into the, the facility. You know, hopefully it's unlocked. I don't even, I'm, he's probably going to be training here with the Lermans for a couple weeks uh, before really getting to dig down in, in Cincinnati. Uh, but hopefully this whole thing, you know, clears up soon. I know Governor DeWine has been saying that, that we enter the next phase, May 1st. Uh, so we'll see what that phase is on Monday. Uh, but while I have you, and while, you know, it is a, a unusual circumstances to say it, uh, the GLSEL so far is still open. It is baseball season. The GLSEL has not released anything, but the Cape Cod League has closed down. And I know a lot of baseball players from Ohio and in the Mid-American Conference went to the Cod League. And uh, so one, this time a bigger league uh, has said they're going to suspend operations I think GLSCL has to be the next. You know, Copperhead's already suspended, and now uh, we wait for a, a statement from the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, you have a hard time believing, if, like you said, a league like that. I mean, it's just so many of these teams, uh, the, the the way that they're able to operate comes from, you know, local sponsorships and stuff like that. And right now, a lot of those local businesses aren't able to, you know, make the money or even be open at all that they could normally to be able to sponsor the teams as much as they would. So, you know, you've got to think those small town teams like in Athens, and Athens is one of the bigger towns. That's a part of the GLSCL. I mean, you go to some of these other places like Salina and uh, Lima and all this. I mean, they just, they don't quite have the same, you know, I mean, you know, the Copperheads, we used to read the sponsorships. They got a bunch. And uh, so it's going to be tough to believe that uh, they're going to be able to uh, play this season. But the Copperheads have been keeping entertaining on social media still, uh, even throughout the tough times. So, uh, you know, just trying to keep the positive spirits right now, even though it's, it's not looking too good for uh, having baseball in Athens or something. Yeah, I think the Copperheads said online that they're going to try to figure out some way to entertain us during this pandemic. 
but that way we'll not be on a baseball field again. I, I, we didn't mention it yesterday. Yesterday we were leading up towards the draft. Today, you know, draft happened. Joe gets the number one pick. Uh, we're all excited for him, proud of him. And then, you know, we got to throw in this, this little nugget at the end here because it impacts a local area. Um, but hopefully you're well, Joey. Hope you're doing well over there in Baltimore. Hope to see you soon. Who knows when everybody's moving out or moving in for the next semester. But Yeah, right. Connor, you know, stay safe, and uh, you're doing a great job. Hope you go by yourself and keep it up. That's Joey Medour calling in from Baltimore. Appreciate him calling in and appreciate you listening in to the sports fan. We will be back 6.06 on Monday. For Joey Medour, this is Connor Mills signing off. We'll see you Monday. <laughs>